Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Better than this, guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I am Joe Marino of FanRag Sports and NDT Scouting, joined by Kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting at NDT Scouting, also with FanRag Sports. My apologies to you all for being off on Monday. Uh, I'm pretty sure Kyle just wanted to have uh, an uninterrupted session to talk about his love for Jason Verrett, and so I gave it to him. And uh, I hope you enjoyed his uh, 2014-2015 Draft Crush episode on Monday. But we're both back again for you here today on Hump Day. Kyle, my man, how are you? Joe, uh, thank you for the platform to talk about Jason Verrett. It was great to get off that off that off my chest after three years of just yeah. kind of internalizing it. Uh, but other than that, you know, it's Hump Day, so life is good. We're a couple days away from Friday, and... Uh, uh, just you know, grind and tape. Business as usual. Grind and tape. You you went to the beach, right? Uh, that was fun, right? I I did, but the beach is not what I want to talk about right now. Oh. I want to talk about your drink selection <laughs> with caffeinated beverages. Ca- oh, you are. This is all encompassing. Yeah. Lord. So, well, no, we're not. We're not going to talk. We're not going to get into like a soda, cream soda debate yeah, again. We've already done that. that. Yeah, we've been there, done that. And you're wrong about that. Uh, that's fine. You can be wrong. Tell everybody what your Starbucks order was the other day. Okay, first of all, Starbucks is not a place you're going to catch me. Uh, Apparently, it is. No, I wasn't at Starbucks. Oh, I'm sorry. You were at Dunkin' Donuts. That's right, Dunkin' yes. Donuts. Okay, tell everybody your Dunkin' Donuts coffee order. Uh, all you do is you pull up and you say, "I want a large." Iced coffee with cream, sugar, and caramel swirl. And then if you're feeling if you're feeling if you're feeling lucky, you ask them to toss in a strawberry donut, and you, and you enjoy that wherever you're driving. I have no shame in this, crabs. Caramel swirl and a strawberry donut. Yeah, and and, and so I knew this was coming because Kyle called me. It was Friday. <laughs> Uh, I guess to say happy birthday and to, I don't even know, whatever we talk about. 
and I have nothing to be, important. Yeah, it's never important. Uh, I'm I'm just driving, uh, and on my way to the golf course actually, and I happened to be in the Dunkin' line, and I made my order while on the phone with Kyle Krabs, and here we are discussing the fabulous order that I placed. I just I just don't what what does the caramel swirl do <laughs> to a, an iced coffee? It makes it more delicious. It gives it a caramel infusion of flavor. Okay, but is it is it like an actual caramel drizzle? Is it caramel? Is it what like how does that work? I don't know. It's stirred all up. I think it's just like a flavor shot type thing. Man, that's wrong. No. So, so what? Where's where are you? Are you are you against iced coffee? Is it the caramel swirl? Is well, yeah. If I'm drinking coffee, I'm drinking normal coffee. I'm drinking <laughs> hot coffee. So you? Have... I think that was my take on the phone too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And then we said we said no, we need to save this for another time. But yes. So so have you had iced coffee, or are you just against the concept? Of it? I have, and it's 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 not. It does not taste right to me. <laughs> it's like. Coffee you need flavored some caramel ice swirl in there, man. No, no, it's like coffee flavored ice cream. It tastes wrong. the The hotness of a coffee should not be turned cold. <laughs> well, here's the thing in in Charlotte, man. It's friggin' ninety plus degrees right now, and I cannot drink a hot coffee. It's just, it warms me up, and it's it's awful. Okay, so, so you're you're cold blooded then. I guess. You're just reactive to the atmosphere. I had my first iced coffee this year. It's because I was... I was it took simple. you 30 years to have Th- an iced coffee. It did. It took me 30 years. Uh, for me, I, I just drank hot coffee when it was cooler outside, and then I stopped. And now that I'm you know, over well, 30, now, I if get you're tired. Gonna, if, if it's hot out, drink iced tea. Don't drink iced coffee. And... Uh, I mean, that's that's I know that's an opinion, but that's yeah. my opinion. Okay, I, I would mean, rather have iced tea than iced coffee. Well, I uh, I am shameless in my iced coffee order. Can uh, we can we circle back to your donut choice? Oh, strawberry, absolutely. absolutely, strawberry donuts your your go to strong strong choice. Is this strawberry filled no. strawberry jelly donuts? It's, it's a I don't know a white donut. What do you even call that? Just a normal donut. A- Plain donut, a plain donut. That's yeah, the phrase you're looking for. I don't know. It's, well, it's not like a glaze, like a, a Krispy Kreme style type type thing. It's a plain donut with a, uh, a strawberry frosting on it, and it's absolutely fabulous. I used to go peanut donut, uh, and they don't have that at the at the uh, Dunkin' Donuts a around me pe- anymore. A peanut donut, absolutely, absolutely. What what is like peanut butter donut? No, it's like a plain donut with some type of something that makes little chopped up peanuts stick to it, and it's fabulous. Okay, okay, yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts on Boston cream? No, against it all the way. I don't want any. Okay. I don't want I'm any not, creams I'm not or fillings. Huge on. Okay, so you're you're anti filling donuts. Period. Yeah, no, I don't want any filling inside of the donut. Interesting. Do you, do you have takes here, or you just have questions? I want to know where you stand on these things. No, I, I have an acquired taste for donuts. I don't, I don't eat donuts anymore. First of all, <laughs> uh, it's cutting season, so I'm, okay. I'm cutting down. I, I've cut a lot of carbohydrates out, and um, apparently, it's, it's made people on social media think that I'm uh, puny 
uh, which hurts my feelings a little bit. But I'm still six foot one, two hundred five pounds. Is that why you? Is that why the beard is there? So I, I yes, to compensate for some emasculative yeah. issues from uh, my social media mentions. Yeah. Okay. No uh, thoughts on the beard, real quick. Uh, I was I, first of all uh, very happy to see. I thought it was it did give you some some ruggedness, much needed in my opinion. You were a little too fresh, a little too clean for me lately, Krabs. So I like to see the ruggedness, and um, you know, I I didn't even know about it. Uh, happened to see a a, a picture that uh, your lady friend shared, and I noticed it. So uh, that was good information to share. And one thing I will say, um, I took some crap from you about my peanut butter milkshake. And um, I bet that was good. Oh, it was delicious. But uh, Mr. Krabs, uh, lady friend, slid into my messages and said, I listened to the podcast on Friday. And when we're in Charlotte later this summer, we've got to go get a peanut butter milkshake. So criticize all you want, Kyle. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'll get it. I'll get a different kind of milkshake. (laughs) Uh, I won't get peanut butter. Um, Football? but peanut peanut butter frosting donuts aren't bad to kind of get back on my donut taste since okay. you want to know donut tastes. Yeah. Uh, I like French crullers. I don't which is it's a weird one. It's they're the the ruffled ones. Like the, the like the glazed ruffled ones. It's not circular, it's just a straight donut. No, it's it's a it's a hollow circular donut. Okay. And it's got like ruffles on it, like waves. Get your producer to pull it up. While I no, finish no, no. another thought, what is this uh, called again? A f- French cruller okay. donut, and I do like like a raspberry jelly filling, like sugar frosted donut. Those were my donut choices. All right, I see this. This is this looks. Like, I I wouldn't eat this. This looks like a pastry, <laughs> like a. Uh, this is. This wants to be. I don't know what this is. I'm not eating this. French cruller. You gotta try. I'll I will try a peanut butter milkshake if you try a French cooler. Okay, um, I'd rather you try a strawberry donut from Dunkin', but because I'm not. I'm... Dude, French coolers are Dunkin' Donuts donuts. All right, that's the only place you get them, I think. All right. But we both agree chocolate donuts are bad. Uh, you know they're not. They're not at the top of the list. They're you're, they're. You're gonna... They're probably like a day two talent on my big board. Yeah, early day three. It's it's, it's something you know. If you're gonna eat something bad, it's got to be worth it, right? You know, it's it's not. And I could get chocolate anything at any time, right? It, I'm not, not gonna get a donut right, with chocolate, right? It's the worst form of it. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm glad we could end on a mutually you know, agreeable take there. Yeah, that's uh, rare for us. <laughs> Shall we talk? Some NFL draft on the Draft sure. Dudes podcast. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Because this, if this turns into the Donut Dudes podcast, we are going to lose <laughs> subscribers. <laughs> the Donut Dudes, I like was, it. Oh, I thought that. Okay, well, I thought it was bad. That was a stretch. But. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's still got the alliteration thing going for yeah. it, so that's that's why it appeals to me. Sweet. So we are. Uh, we are nose deep, nose deep. As I don't even know if that's a great phrase, but we are. Uh, we are deep. deep. Knee deep, that's what I'm looking for. We are knee deep in our summer work, uh, working through the 2018 senior class and previewing it on NDTscouting.com. We have seven uh, advanced reports on the site right now from uh, Kyle, myself, and John Ledger. 
which you can check out on NDT Scouting. We want to get into some of the most recent evaluations we've done here on the Draft Dudes podcast today. We've got uh, a trio of players that uh, Kyle and I have recently done, and so we want to kind of break them down, have some discussion, and introduce you to some of the the top uh, seniors available for the 2018 NFL Draft. And Kyle is going to get us started. Yeah, we got to talk about Oklahoma State wide receiver James Washington. Uh, Joe, this is a player you profiled uh, right after the draft, correct? Yeah, I did. I couldn't resist. So, Phil, let me know what you think based off of what you saw in that assessment. Uh, For me, Washington's interesting because he doesn't have a high-end physical attribute as far as like size or speed. Uh, I would say he is very strong after the catch with the ball in his hands. But uh, as a receiver, uh, I don't think he has exceptional burst. He doesn't have exceptional length. He doesn't have big size. He's not a huge body. He's listed at 6'1", 205. Um, But this is a guy that plays in an offense that allows him to really showcase his vertical acumen as a route runner and spacing on the field. So... Uh, Oklahoma State consistently gets Washington in situations in which it's uh, he has a window and, and provides a window for Mason Rudolph to throw a ball, and he's very effective tracking the football deep. Uh, I like how on some of his comeback patterns he works back into the line of scrimmage, uh, and he has been showcased primarily in deeper routes, your posts and, and go routes. Uh, comeback patterns on the boundary, and also some uh, screen-style work. I did see some in-breaking patterns, slants, um, some speed-outs, but they didn't have anywhere near the frequency or the effectiveness or polish as those other areas of his game. And what I I am concerned about with Washington and want to see uh, some improvement with is he had some ugly drops this year. And it seemed like any time uh, he was tasked with catching on the move in a direction that wasn't forward, uh, the ball fought him a little bit at times. Um, but you get the ball in his hands. He's strong enough to run through contact. He's pretty creative uh, in space to generate some false steps. And uh, this is a player that I had to have through my preseason Uh, assessment that I'd done based off his film last year as a, an early day two type target. Yeah. Super productive player. Um, Like you said, I did get a chance to get some eyes on him right after the draft and courtesy of our uh, sponsor of the draft dudes podcast crossover. uh, They've made it very easy for us to evaluate James Washington. And one thing that I really noticed is how well he complements uh, the strengths of quarterback Mason Rudolph. So thanks to Crossover, I was able to quickly generate a, a reel of all of James Washington's targets from last season and watched them all in, in uh, succession and, and really got a chance to see how uh, Rudolph likes to, uh, to work uh, the ball to Washington and how he wins. And uh, it's pretty obvious how, you know, they've got great chemistry, but, you know, Washington has really good ball tracking skills uh, to the deeper portions of the field. And Mason Rudolph is a guy that knows how to push the ball down the field. So they really mesh well uh, together. I was actually surprised by how much one-on-one coverage James Washington 
got given you know how productive he's been over the last couple seasons at Oklahoma State. Yeah, he's a catch point guy. Right? He 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 knows how to win at the catch point. But to your point, Anna, he does have that mixed in with his share of drops. Um, and uh, not to repeat everything you said, but you're right for a, a, a somewhat of a premier uh, receiving option for this upcoming class. He doesn't really have any strong or overly elite physical uh, attributes. So, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see. He doesn't run a, a ton of routes, a very kind of limited tree over there at Oklahoma State, but the production and, and what they're able to do down the field is, is very exciting. So uh, we'll see. There's a, there's a, a five-star recruit receiver that was injured last year. I can't, I can't think of his name. That's going to be back for Oklahoma state this year. So he's got a really good compliment on the other side and uh, we'll see how that impacts how those receivers are used. And if there's a more of an expanded route tree, um, but uh, in terms of Rudolph complimenting Washington, it's a, it's a really nice match. The, uh, the player I want to get into next year is, is Michigan linebacker, Mike McCray. Um, Finally got a chance to get on the field last year. He was uh, injured with a a shoulder injury and he missed all of 2015. And so 2016 was really his first season as a full-time starter for Michigan. And as you know, that entire unit was loaded with NFL talent. I mean, I think eight guys were drafted off of that Michigan defense and uh, him and Maurice uh, Hurst are really the two guys that Michigan's going to be relying on this season to be their, their leaders, their senior leaders. And, uh, McCray was a player that I thought complemented the other skill sets uh, on that team. Um, He's not an overly dynamic player in terms of the way he moves. He's kind of a throwback type linebacker, a guy that really excels at firing downhill and and plugging gaps between the tackles. And if he's clean uh, and he reads the play well, he can get outside the numbers a bit and and take good angles. But he doesn't have that – that range and that quick explosive short area burst that we're really looking for, or I'm looking for in my linebackers at the next level. He did have a high missed tackle percentage. I think 13 and a half percent of his tackles he wind up missing last year. Um, so he's got some stuff to clean up, but uh, if you're into the throwback type linebackers, the you know, C-gap to C-gap guys, guys that are going to be able to exchange power with blockers and plug gaps downhill, I think he's your guy. He reminded me of like a C-plus version of Raekwon McMillan. Uh, not quite as good of movement skills, which McMillan's not necessarily a He's not slow, but he's not a great mover. So I think he, he's he, they win in similar ways, but uh, not not quite the player McMillan was. So uh, we'll see how this guy evolves. You know, he, he, I think he should really try to drop some weight and get a little bit quicker uh, because he's got some good play strength and and he's got the ability to plug gaps. But if he can be, expand his role, get a little bit more comfortable in space, be able to contribute more in pass defense and and complement his ability to play downhill. I think he's got a chance. So he's a player I'll be keeping an eye on, see how he evolves this season. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it sounds a little bit like my other guy I want to talk about, uh, which is UConn inside linebacker, middle linebacker, Junior Joseph. Uh, Junior Joseph is a player that I actually coached in high school uh, from my alma mater. I coached there for two years, and uh, Junior was there as a sophomore. Uh, my last year on the staff, he's a great kid. Uh, he he really loves the game of football, uh, blue collar work ethic. He he's done well. Uh, he's he's talked to me since I did his film assessment and put it out and was like, uh, you know, thanks for the feedback and uh, dropped a bit of weight. He's he's doing the Reuben Foster plan. 
He's uh, he was listed last year at six one two forty two. Uh, he says he's he's now right around uh, two thirty, and he um he he's trying to get some more lateral mobility and range to his game. Uh, dude is a thumper between the tackles. He is a a big time hammer. Uh, flies up and attacks the run game. That's where he's going to hold his best value. Is playing forward into the line of scrimmage. You know he's. He's self-aware with his angles, and that's something I like because that's something not a lot of linebackers do is uh, if they are scraping over top and they're, they're trying to get lateral to contest a play, uh, too many times you'll see a linebacker that gains ground into the line of scrimmage if he's already lost the contain, and then he can't influence the play because the back gets the sideline and goes. Uh, Joseph has an understanding of when he has leverage and when he doesn't, if he doesn't have leverage, he almost takes more of a safety style pursuit angle where he gets some upfield depth to try and stay over top of the run down the field. And it puts him in a lot of positions to make plays. He's got over 200 career tackles. He was a a two year starter coming into this year, middle linebacker for UConn. And, um, just, just a super physical guy has a lot of pop plays mean, uh, and he's pretty effective as an interior delay blitzer, too. Uh, a lot of green dog reps uh, where he's he's squatting, reading the back in the backfield. If the backfield sits in protection, then he's got a free run to the quarterback. And man, uh, got a chance to see Virginia, Boston College. Um, Houston was the other big one uh, that he was just flying around and laying big hits on guys. So... Uh, that st- stood out to me, too, as somebody that is more of a run defender than a pass defender in today's NFL. Uh, the ability to generate some pressure on some plays is going to be something that's uh, pretty important for him as a player to be able to um, give himself some interest uh, as a linebacker, a position that has been pretty uh, undervalued. Uh, injured the draft process unless you're a blue chip player. So a uh, couple things that, that are of interest with Joseph and uh, there's some great clips and snippets of him and his film over at NDTscouting.com. Uh, I think he's poised to have a great year. UConn's going to have a lot of eyes on their defense. They got uh, players on all three levels. Frank Summers is somebody uh, that I watched in passing, just watching junior Joseph and uh, Summers has some tremendous uh, ball skills. He's a really fun player. So I, I think he's another name to watch. Yeah, it's so funny. UConn, not a whole lot of on-field success, but they keep having a, uh, a somewhat of a pipeline here to the NFL for a, pl- a program that you know kind of performs like it does. It's interesting. And uh, they've got some freaky athletes sometimes over there, Obi Melifonwu and uh, Byron Jones and some of those receivers that never turned in anything at the NFL right. but can jump out of, uh, you know, out of the stadium. So uh, UConn's always a lot of fun. And uh, like Kyle said, we've got a lot of stuff coming at NDT scouting. You can see uh, Kyle's uh, film notes with video uh, highlights for junior Joseph. And we've got reports on these three players as well as uh, Pittsburgh receiver, Jester Wea. We've got quarterback JT Barrett from, Ohio State that John Ledger did, as well as Baker Mayfield. So uh, get over to NDT Scouting and check out all the work we are doing for the summer. It's only uh, just now getting started, but we're going to carry this thing for a couple more months. Yeah, uh, definitely make it a priority. 
Uh, if you do not have NDT Scouting Premium, you can get that at NDTScouting.com. gives you uh, all the draft guides that Joe and I have ever done. It gives you access to 2018 draft guides when they come out next spring. You've got 165 film assessments that you're going to be able to get in the summer on seniors for the upcoming class. It's a no-brainer. So swing over to NDTScouting.com. Check it out. Uh, we would like to thank our sponsor for the show, Crossover, for all of their great work that they do. We want to thank you, the listeners, for your continued support, feedback, and listenership as we really establish the base of our uh, 2018 draft assessments and uh, get to know these players and have you guys along for the ride. So thank you very much for listening. I am Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino signing off. We are the Draft Dudes Podcast, and we will be back on Friday for another show. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.